Part two of the Peacock and Williamson Dueling Mock Drafts. The second half of round one picks 17 through 32. Run on wide receivers coming. Who goes where? Coming up. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, part two of our dueling mock drafts. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Matt, should we go back and, and let the folks, first of all, pause this if you don't want the first 16 picks, the first half of the first round <laughs> ruin. Go back and listen to yesterday's podcast where we did the first half of round one. If you're only interested in picks, 17 through 32, the back half of the first round. Let's roll through what we had going in the first round really quick with our separate mock drafts. This dueling mock drafts. I have a mock draft. Matt Williamson has a mock draft, and we're going back and forth here. So do you want to read off your first 16 picks from yesterday, Matt? All right, we'll do these super quick because we got a lot to get to. I mean, the first half was a lot of fun, and it took up a lot of time. So Jacksonville, Aiden Hutchinson, Detroit, Malik Willis, Houston, Trayvon Walker, Jets, Thibodeau. Uh, Giants, Ekwanu, uh, the Carolina Panthers, Evan Neal. Giants back again with Sauce Gardner. Atlanta grabs a receiver and Garrett Wilson. Seattle goes with Charles Cross. The Jets then take Kyle Hamilton, leaving Derek Stingley for Washington. Jordan Davis goes to the Vikes. Trent McDuffie to the Texans with their second pick. The Ravens grab a center and Tyler Lindenbaum. Uh, the Eagles then go back-to-back with Drake London and Jermaine Johnson. So that's the first half of Williamson Mock. And the first half of Peacock Mock. Pick number one, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia to the Jaguars. Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions at two. Evan Neal, tackle from Alabama to the Houston Texans. New York Jets at four, going with Sauce Gardner. Five, New York Giants at Guanu. Malik Willis, six to the Carolina Panthers. Giants coming back with Derek Stingley at seven. Pick eight, Kayvon Thibodeau for the Falcons. The Seattle Seahawks drafting Trevor Penning. Tackle from Northern Iowa at nine. Number 10 is Jermaine Johnson, pass rusher to the New York Jets. Washington going with Charles Cross, offensive tackle at 11. Kyle Hamilton falling to the Minnesota Vikings at 12. Jordan Davis, big old defensive tackle to the Texans at 13 with their second pick in the first round. Uh, pick 14, Devontae Wyatt, his teammate at Georgia on the interior. Sort of three-tech, five-tech there to the Baltimore Ravens. Devontae Wyatt at 14. 15 is Drake London. I think that was our f- first matching pick all the way at 15, right, Maybe, Matt? Yeah. Even though we had a lot of the same names, they were just very different order there from one all the way to 15. So Drake London, my first wide receiver off the board at 15 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then David Ajabo, defensive end from Michigan at 16 to the Eagles, which brings us to... The Los Angeles Chargers at pick number 17. How do you see this one in L.A.? Yeah, I'm going to grab a name that you already have off the board in Trevor Penning. Um, I think the Chargers' last remaining major need is right tackle. You know, Brian Balaga wasn't, you know, couldn't stay on the field. Penning, I'm sure, could profile to the right side in a heartbeat. And I think they would just run to the podium if he's there. Trevor Penning's a tough one because I know a lot of teams like him. How much do they value that physicality and toughness? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I I think that's a pretty good range for him. Nine to the 20s somewhere. He he could probably go anywhere in there, but I think he's, you know, slam dunk first rounder at this point. How high can he go? Trevor Penning's going to be a fun one to follow. Uh, I've got Garrett Wilson going to 
Ooh. the the Chargers here. And look, uh, Keenan Allen's Give not me getting Herbert any fantasy stock. Oh there. Wow. yeah, absolutely. Oh, like there, it's an arms race there in the AFC West. So <laughs> let's outscore some folks, right? And I know that the organizational philosophy there is let's do as much as we can in the passing game and limit as much as we can with the opponent's passing game, right? Uh, you know, Keenan Allen's not the youngest guy. Mike Williams, they just re-upped, so they want to get a little cheaper at the position. But, you know, after that, you got Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer. And, um, you know, he's a third-rounder last year, but, you know, a little different kind of wide receiver. And basically, at this point, it's like, I got to get Garrett Wilson off the board. I think he's probably should be the, the top receiver taken. I liked him more than... Uh, the receiver that just went to Philly and Drake London, but I just think stylistically maybe too similar to uh, Devontae Smith, who they took last year. So I went with London there, but just got to get Garrett Wilson off the board, best player available, and let's go score some points, Chargers. Yeah, wow. I mean, that would be exciting. That brings us to the New Orleans Saints at pick number 18. Who you got? I'm going with my man, Kenny Pickett from Pitt, and... I think a pending would have been there in my draft. He, they would have grabbed him as an Armstead replacement. I absolutely think wide receiver is in play here. It might even be the favorite if you're picking a position to land in New Orleans. But this is a team we always talk about their cap situations. I just thought a guy, five years rookie contract, would make their cap situation a little better and a little more feasible. Even though I think people realize I am a Jameis Winston believer. I know he's not there, but I think Sean Payton would love Kenny Pickett. Yeah, two-year contract for Winston, so they're obviously not locked into him long-term, and that would give you the opportunity to develop a young quarterback. Kenny Pickett is also who I have going 18 to mm. the Saints. It just it fits too nicely, which means it can't happen, though, right? Right. <laughs> I feel like there's something weird's going to happen with the quarterbacks, but you know, Kenny Pickett just feels like the right spot. Worried about the hand size, maybe in cold weather, goes plays in the dome. It just a, a lot fits there at 18 with Kenny Pickett. So the Eagles for yeah. their third pick. The third selection. And this is, I want to say this, neither one of us have any trades in our mock draft. The next mock draft right, I do, right. I'm going to put some trades in, but I think it helps. This is my first mock of the of the season. And uh, you kind of have to see where things land without it to try to figure out where the movement could be. I just have a hard time believing that with three first round picks stacked together at 15, 16, and 19, that the Eagles will make three picks in those spots. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this more and more too. With Green Bay and Kansas City now having two first-rounders at the end of the round, they may want to get ahead of these next couple teams, Pittsburgh, the Patriots, for a wideout. I think these wideouts are going to go off the board quicker than people think. And I can't believe the Eagles are going to make three selections in four spots. So, um, little side note, only the Texans have more draft picks this year than the Chiefs. So, I expect the Chiefs to have a lot of movement. Yes, yes. And when you have... Clear needs when you're a good football team it makes it a lot easier to target where you want to go there. And you look on the run, especially with my mock draft, with only two wide receivers off the board, the Chiefs could have come up easily and gotten the top wide receiver if they wanted to somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that my next mock, that is going to be probably one of the themes. Some other teams coming up, I'll talk about some trade opportunities there. But uh, who do you have at 19 here at the Eagles? Yeah, speaking of wideouts, you know, you and I both already have Drake London going to Philly. I had Jermaine Johnson also go into Philly. So this is a very un-Eagles-like pick, but it's certainly a need. Devin Lloyd, linebacker. They just don't invest in linebackers in the first round. Much like Garrett Wilson for me, Devin Lloyd is still on the board, and I'm, I'm having a tough time placing him somewhere. Easier to place yeah, a wide yeah. receiver than an off-ball linebacker these days. And so my off-ball linebackers did fall quite a bit in this draft, but I like that selection. Uh, I'm going with a name that I don't see high enough, I think, in most mock drafts, and he's my cornerback three in this class. That is Kyir Elam, corner Ooh. from Florida. I've got him going up at pick 19. And 
Um, he just got too much. You know, for, threw down a four three nine at his pro day at six one, one hundred and ninety pounds. Um, he can you know scheme versatile guy. I just think the length, the athleticism, you know, the bloodlines there with Elam. His uncle, I believe it was, was uh, was a pick for the Ravens, Ravens back in the first day. Matt pick, Elam, yeah. yeah. So um, keeping it, keeping that first round pick in the family there. I'm going Kyir Elam at cornerback, and I think he might surprise some people for how high he can go because he just checks a lot of boxes at corner. Yeah, I 100% see that. Uh, and and I, we did the corner thing. I made him my fifth where he was a six before that, and maybe it's even still too low on Your Pittsburgh Steelers coming up at pick 20, Matt. How do you see this one? Another team that could maybe move around? Uh, the quarterbacks are off the Good. board. Do you think they are... Do you think they would with a quarter with a team that's obviously quarterback needy at eighteen? Do you think they would be a team that would jump up there and and just you know even a, a handful of picks just to make sure they get their guy if they really do think they can draft a quarterback at twenty or do you think they're going other directions now that they got Trubisky in house? I mean they know everything there is to know about Pickett, so maybe they're just kind of lying in the weeds there. But I think Willis is the only one they would trade up for with Trubisky there because they don't have a ton of picks. Um, both those guys are gone in this scenario. Jordan Davis is a name I often mention that they would just run to the podium, but I don't think he'll be there, and he isn't. So I figured, you know, you're going to try to either develop a quarterback or resurrect Trubisky. Let's do the Jamar Chase thing and just put another an extra receiver in the mix, and that's Jamison Williams. Steeler fans, I don't think you're winning the Super Bowl this year. You can wait for Williams to get on the field midway through the season, two-thirds way through the season. And then you have what I think is the best receiver in the league in this draft for four and a half years. You know, I mean, that, that's pretty attractive. Yep. Uh, I like that pick for the Steelers. And if you're not going to be, uh, you know, at the top of the league at quarterback, try to be top of the league at running back and offensive line and wide receiver. And, and see yeah, if you can put yeah. some points on the board. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that Steelers offense looks like this year. I went with back-to-back uh, -back corners here. Trent McDuffie still on the board, and I had Kair Elam jumping up ahead of Trent McDuffie because of the length. I think some teams will be scared away, but I think the Steelers feel like a good fit for Trent McDuffie because they value what he does and, and probably aren't worried as much about, um, you know, maybe you know short arms or something like that. They just would love the football player, so I, yeah. I went with Trent McDuffie at 20 to the Steelers, which is not really something I thought I would be doing coming into it. What do you think about McDuffie at 20? I think he could certainly factor in because I think that's value. I mean, I, I think he's better than the 20th best player in the draft. Uh, he would be the slot or an outside guy. And you just mentioned it, his playing temperament, his physicality. Uh, he's a Tomlin type of guy. The New England Patriots at pick 21. Who is the selection in Williamson's mock? I went with another corner. We're talking a lot of corners here. The, the name that hasn't popped up yet is Andrew Booth. Um, JC Jackson is gone. This is a position going back to Revis and Gilmore that they have invested premium assets in. And I think Booth can be a press man type corner for them. I mean, it needs a little bit of work like that. I like that selection for the Patriots here. Uh, I have Jamison Williams going one spot later than you had him going at 20. Yeah. I've got him going to the Patriots at 21, probably a pretty easy selection here. Alabama connections there, you know, uh, Bill Belichick loves his Saban guys, and so uh, if he gives him the the vote of confidence that he will rehab hard and come back from that injury, I agree. Jameson Williamson or Jameson Williams without that ACL would have been the top receiver in this class, and you know, nice fit there for the Pats. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a decision if both were on the board for me. Next, we've got the last ten selections of round one: a couple of Packers picks, a couple of Chiefs picks, twenty-two through thirty-two. Next. 
Hey everyone, after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national championship this coming week. And there's so much more going on on Bet Online. I'm going to hit the Final Four heavy, that's for sure, but I'm also going to look at some future stuff here for the NFL, you know, Super Bowl odds, that type of stuff, draft stuff, all that good stuff. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From the latest odds, contests, players' props, you name it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. As I mentioned, I mean, I'm going to hit the NFL stuff hard. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite, favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Don't forget to follow along with Locked On NFL every day, Monday through Friday. All the latest going on in the league, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, just like this program is and all the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are at pick 22 in these dueling mocks. Williamson versus Peacock, and it is the Green Bay Packers up with their first selection in round one at pick 22. Williamson, who you got? I got Chris Olave, and I think this would be easy for them considering where they're at at that wide receiver room. Olave, to me, is not a stretch at 22. Receivers are flying off the board, which I think is very realistic and is going to happen. But And they get one of the guys that is a first-rounder all day long, and more so than a Jamison Williams even. He's a plug-and-play starter. I mean, he's going to be an opening-day starter for the Packers, which is exactly what they need. Perfect fit. And, yeah, wide yeah, receiver yeah. run continues here, and I think we could absolutely see a, a mid-late-round wide receiver run. Chris Olave fits everything, and he's my selection here at 22 for the Packers mm, just because good. of that. You know, he was the – he's not that old, but he was the elder statesman. Like, both Jamison Williams and – I've heard from Garrett Wilson, who also said, oh, we learned so much from Chris Olave. Like, he was the guy there at Ohio State. He's the one that can come in as a rookie week one and be a big-time weapon for Aaron Rodgers, which is what they'd be looking for. So, uh, of all these players, I think he's the most perfect fit for the Packers, and I think 22 is a perfect spot there. Value, need, all that comes together. And it's I think the wide receivers could really go in any order in this draft. I could see tons of teams thinking Olave because of that, you know, in interviews and everything's like, okay, this guy's a pro. He's ready to go. I like Olave at wide receiver one, Jameson Williams, wide receiver one. Absolutely. I could see it. I could see it with Garrett Wilson too. And Drake London, maybe they, they don't like the little guys. They want the size of wide receiver, depending on what he does as pro day. I could see teams having Drake London as the top receiver in this class, depending on what the needs are, what they're valuing, what their current roster looks like. So any order really here, uh, but yeah, Olave to 22, it makes so much sense. It's just like the, the picket to the Saints at 18. It makes so much sense. It almost can't happen at this point. Yeah, it does seem like a slam dunk, you know, value, need, all those things that just line up perfect. I will say the Packers, they have had so much. I mean, even back to other regimes have had so much success with day two, later round wide receivers. Could they pass up? wide receiver with both these first round picks i think it's potential i think some, it might blow some people's minds but the only first rounder i can think of in packers history recent history is javon walker and all these other you know day two day three guys ended up being better than the one first rounder they drafted so i wonder if they just look back at their history and be like no we are a second round wide receiver sort of a team and they've got second rounders to do that too oh i think it's very possible and 
Packer Nation will go crazy after <laughs> yeah, Thursday if they go two first round picks without taking a receiver. Arizona Cardinals at twenty three. Um, these next two picks I'll lump together, but uh, get to the second one here after we go through this one. I, I was torn between these players for both teams, and I went with Zion Johnson for Arizona. I don't know what's to dislike about Zion Johnson. I mean, every step of the way, he's played some tackle. He played some center at Senior Bowl. I think he's a star guard. I mean, he looks better every, you know, Senior Bowl combine. His stock just keeps going up. And the Cardinals could use it. You know, they could use a couple things. But just give me a really solid starting offensive line. I went O-line. I just went with Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, ah, instead here sense. for the Cardinals. Yeah, interior O-line, big need for them. I think need meets value here at the end of round one. Love Zion and love Tyler Linderbaum. Either one for the Cardinals makes a ton of sense. Yep. And then I followed it up with Dallas taking Devontae Wyatt because my Arizona pick, I was torn. Should I go Wyatt or should I go Johnson? And I went with Johnson. And sitting there at 24 with Dallas, I just would have taken the other one. You know, I mean, they lost a, a guard. They lost a right tackle. I think they'd be thrilled with Zion. But the, Wyatt works exactly well, too. Keeps that pass rush, that upfield penetrating skills that that ha- defense has intact and maybe even bolsters it on the interior. I gave the Cowboys at pick 24, Lewis Seen, the safety out of Georgia. I think there's even some potential for Lewis Seen to even pass up Kyle Hamilton if you want a really, really scorching hot take. I'm not going to do it here, and I probably won't put that put it that way in a mock, but Lewis Seen shows up at the Combine and runs, you know, just insane times. Uh, he's uh, got a little bit of a thump to him. He could play free safety, strong safety. He's got some size, uh, smarts. He's got just about everything, and, and I think a lot of teams are going to really, really like him, and he checks so many boxes, whereas you might worry a little bit about Kyle Hamilton of the fit and the style, where, which position you want him to play. Um, uh, reports now now that not even was it actually four six two at his pro day, maybe he was creeping up to four seven at his pro day with with Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. So I'll say this: just don't be shocked if Lewisine actually gets drafted ahead of Kyle Hamilton. So I like me some Lewisine. I have him going to the Dallas Cowboys at twenty four. And looking at the Cowboys depth chart at safety, uh, they could use an infusion of high end talent. Uh, it, it, I, I'm not bold enough to say that he can go over Hamilton. That's a that's a big statement by you, and I'm impressed with the moxie. <laughs> but I, I, the Steelers currently do not have a strong safety. I've been mentioning his name more and more at 20, to be honest with you, too. So I don't think this is crazy. And I heard several different sources post-Combine say, this guy is off the charts on the whiteboard, football intelligence, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you start to put all of that together, you, you know, end of round one, you can start to feel really good about a, a safety who's, you know, 6'2", 200 pounds, ran, you know, high 4'3", low 4'4", four right, right. depending on the track that he's running on with uh, smarts, and uh, safeties are, are getting more and more valuable in the league, so. Yeah, Lewis yeah. Seen. And also, I just want to throw a name out there. It's not in my first round, but Daxton Hill out of Michigan. I think oh, there's I some, yeah. some helium with him to creep into the first round. Could play slot, could play deep safety as well. Tons of athleticism. So, some safeties in this class. Yeah, I don't mind Brisker as well. And, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty decent group at the top. Pick 25, the Buffalo Bills. You're going to hate this, but I went with Brees Hall, the only running back going in the first round. I almost went with your boy, a little rich. Yeah, I almost went with your boy Elam. I think the second corner is really like their only remaining need. But I keep thinking that they need to decrease Josh Allen's touches. Hall really has 
exceeded my expectations with his 40s and whatnot, too. Um, I think the Bills are the best team in the league, and they just kind of add this cherry on top. If there is a running back that goes in the first round, it would be Brees Hall. And mm-hmm. if there was, you know, in, in, a, in a bygone era, I, I would love that pick. But, you know, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of running backs in the first round. I actually went with uh, a guy that will help the running game just as much as the running back would, Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. Oh, okay. So I have him going here to the Buffalo Bills. Just keep that thing going. They, I think they need to improve their running game. So I understand where you're going with the running back pick, and, you know, it wouldn't shock me either. Um, and, and they could benefit from a little bit more athleticism at the running back position. But I want this Zion Johnson, help the running game and help your your quarterback there so uh and, and Zion's just like you said very clean oh, prospect like him, yeah. and, and has clearly worked his way into being a, a solid first round player I almost put Kenyon Green there now that I think about think about it too mm-hmm. so, similar you know same idea and like you I was thinking corner too and I, Andrew, Andrew Booth still on the board and I almost went there but I decided to go Zion Johnson yeah. much to the chagrin of some teams behind I think the Bills that might have wanted a guard uh but we'll get to that yeah. in a second how about 26 the Tennessee Titans uh, similar. I think they would have loved to have gotten Zion Johnson. I went with Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle from Tulsa. He is big and nasty, and I think very much that he is going to be a first-round pick. Perfect guy to pave the way for Derrick Henry or ever who the next big back is. And I think they might shove him in at guard to start, and while he learns, I mean, he's a little grabby and doesn't quite trust, trust his technique, but uh, there's a lot of upside there to work with, and he fits the Rabel persona. I like that a lot. Yeah, team stylistically, it fits. Uh, they have Luan on one side, and Dylan Radens they drafted last year, who started slow. He kind of came on at the end of the year. I wonder how they feel about him, and you're right. Uh, that's a player they could plug in at guard, move some of these pieces around. They have a need there, so that makes sense. I like that pick. Yeah, and I like Dylan Radens, but that pick never added up to me. You know, like they took the Georgia kid that washed out that was 340 pounds, and then they took Raidens, who's like 295, 300. Yeah. Like, he's not quite the same mold. <laughs> Very different. Very different. George Karloftis. George Karloftis yeah, okay. out yeah, of Purdue, yeah. edge player. Again, I think, you know, personality-wise, kind of fits what the Titans are doing. Um, get a little cheaper across from a guy they just paid who's more of the speed, light in the shorts, edge rusher on the other side in Harold Landry. So um, George Karloftis out of Purdue – Late round, first rounder all day, I think. And again, personality-wise, kind of fits what the Titans like to do. Oh, I bet Vrabel likes them, yeah. Next, we will finish up round one, 27 through 32 in the Williamson versus Peacock dueling mock drafts. However in-depth with repairs you can and would like to get at home with your vehicle, rockauto.com allows you to do so. Or just the staples, the things that everybody needs. Jumper cables. Do you not have jumper cables in your car? Go get some at rockauto.com. Engine parts, brake parts, oil, whatever you need, rockauto.com has it, and they have reliably low prices, such an amazing selection. Go to rockauto.com. You will be blown away by the selection they have on any vehicle you could imagine. I'm scrolling rockauto.com. It goes all the way down to 1909 Model Ts. Yes, they have parts for that. It's crazy. So fix up that old car, keep your new car running smooth, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Pick number 27. This one was a difficult one for me, Matt. I'm interested to see what direction you go for the Buccaneers here. And this was one of the teams where I sat here thinking, you know what? This is where a trade could have happened when you put your, mm. your thinking cap on as 
Bucks GM. I don't think the board fell great, and they're a team that's trying to win now. I think they could absolutely move around and attack their needs a little bit better than sitting back at 27. And I could see them going all the way out of first round down. I could see them going up as well. Yeah, I didn't have a great, great fit, but I mentioned Kenyon Green earlier. Um, they lost both their guards from last year, Kappa and Marpet. They traded for Shaq Mason. They brought back Ryan Jensen. But that's not exactly a youth movement on the interior line. So putting a first-round guard that should start immediately, I don't know that this team's exactly planning for three or four years down the road. I mean, give me a starting <laughs> guard, put him in, he's going to be there in week one. Yep, and Brady doesn't like pressure up the middle, so right, make right. sure he's got that pocket. And I did the same thing, and I feel like maybe Kenyon Green's grade, uh, there's players that fell out of the first round that I think would are better and more valuable than Kenyon Green, but they've got to hit that need here. And when I see Zion Johnson two picks ahead of them, that's where I think there's a lot of trade potential, depending on you know if they have big a big gap in grades between someone like Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green. Because Kenyon Green yeah. is, has size. He's a really good player. The tape is there. Didn't work out great. So I wonder where teams' grades are going to be on him. I think he's more day two than day one, though. I think he's more of a mauler. I mean, I, I clearly prefer, prefer Zion. Yes, absolutely. Green Bay Packers, their second selection in round one. We both had them going with Chris Olave the first time at 22. What do you have at 28? I was very tempted to give them Burks from Arkansas, a much different type of receiver, bigger body than Olave. But I think an underreported issue last year was their offensive line, and Aaron Rodgers really made a lot of problems go away. So I went with Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan as a tackle. Um, just seems like a middle-of-the-country Packer-type lineman that lasts forever. <laughs> they, they really have a style with their lineman, and I think he fits it. This is amazing, Matt. Bernard uh, Ryman out of yeah, Central Michigan tackle. I, I went the same way. We we nailed both of the Packers picks. And How about that? By the way, we didn't plan this, and we don't know who the other person is selecting here. So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and for all the reasons you stated, I think that makes a ton of sense for the Packers toward the end of round one. They moved on from Billy Turner there. So go right. get yourself uh, an offensive lineman and keep a, a strength of strength there. They've been so good on the offensive line, and, and they've been good with small school guys on the line as well. Yeah, I, and they'll, they'll find a receiver on day two to add to the mix as well. Yes. I'm not sure you can find tackles. Absolutely, yeah. Well said. That's a great point. Back-to-back -back Chiefs. You know what's weird is that we're, we've had more direct hits in the back half of the first round than at the very top of the first <laughs> right, round. Right, right. We didn't even have pick number one this day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs back-to-back, 29-30. -back, I went with Carl Loftus. I mean, their their pass rush was not great last year, and Jones was. I mean, Jones is kind of the only show in town. Clark's a little bit hard to count on and getting up in age. So I went with Carl Loftus and Penn State receiver John, John Dotson. I mean, He's not Tyreek Hill, but you can use him in similar ways, you know, go routes out of the slot. I think Dotson's a really good player. So add a weapon and let's get that pass rush, you know, back to where it needs to be. I like those selections for the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, I think there's p potential for some movement here. Um, mm -hmm. I went with Andrew Booth, who was still on the board here at 29, yeah, to replace sense. Charvarius Ward and, and very similar height, weight, speed types of players there on the outside, just a one-for-one -one replacement at cornerback. I think that's an easy selection if he's still on the board. And like you, I yeah. went receiver at 30 for the Chiefs. I went Sky Moore, though, and it was hard oh. for me, and I was I was sort of measuring and weighing a few different players. Traylon Burke's still on the board for me, and I think he 
he's the next up as far as my rankings for wide receivers, and I considered Dotson, as you had selected there. I went Sky Moore just because of the style, uh, maybe a little bit more run after catch. It seems like they're trying to be better at a, an underneath passing game there, and they already supplant or they already um, you know replaced some of the downfield stuff with Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the outside in free agency at wide receiver. So a smaller, more run after the catch, you know, speedy sort of wide receiver in Sky Moore. I could see Burks, although I think there's a little bit too much of a similarities there with maybe Juju, who they just brought in, um, although they're not really, you know, identical players either. True. So True. Sky Moore, uh, that's an interesting name that I threw in there at the end of round one. But again, some movement maybe and looking at, you know, 10 picks prior to them, they could go up and find even, you know, a Wilson, uh, Jamison Williams, a Drake London. I could absolutely see some movement for the Chiefs going up and getting a wide receiver. And if you'd like to know more about Sky Moore, tune in to today's Locked On Dynasty <laughs> podcast where Ryan McDowell and Matt Williamson break down Sky Moore for 25 minutes. So check that out. That awesome. was fun. Awesome. He, he, he's climbing up the board. Yeah. So you guys, first round guy? Really moving up the rookie ranks in the dynasty world. We kind of talked about him as a fringe guy. You know, like he's from Pittsburgh. Of course, Williamson's are talking about the Steelers. And, you know, we always were like, oh, we'll sneak Sky more in the second round of the Steelers. No way. He's not getting that far. So he's going to go top 40, top 45 for sure. Unless everybody drafts receivers, there's got to be some talent that gets down into the 50s range. And we see it every year. There's yeah, going to be yeah. value in the second round at wide receivers. So maybe the smart teams will actually kind of wait a little bit and and then pounce on receivers there uh, in the second round. Because traditionally, it's been a really I good place to find receivers. I quick, though. You know, all these teams that let Adams and Hill and these guys go, mm -hmm. uh, I think receivers are getting pushed up the board because there's just two very different strategies of how to replenish your your receiver room. So I think they're moving up. And, but, boy, there's a lot of good ones, too. A lot <laughs> of day two ones, as usual. Yeah, it's tough because there's so many of them. Right. And then these receivers are all really good, but then, you know, Williams has the injury, and Garrett Wilson's not very big. Drake London's big, but how fast is he really? You know, there's just there's mm -hmm. one box kind of left unchecked with almost every receiver, so I could see teams saying, no, we need tackle, we need edge, going for all these really high positional value positions, knowing that there's depth at wide receiver, and if they have selections in the second round, going that route. So I can see the argument both ways, but the need is, is there throughout the league, because you can play three or four of these guys at a time. Yeah, and there certainly is not a Jamar Chase. I tend to think Waddle and maybe Smith, I liked Waddle, Waddle better, would have been the first receiver taken in this class too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would have taken my grade on Devontae Smith. You loved him, is yeah. much higher than any of these wide receivers. Yep. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Bengals. Yeah, here. We got the we Super are, Bowl teams here, right? Yeah, Super Bowl. Well, one used to well, be. Kinda, one yeah. is definitely not a Super Bowl team in the uh, in the Detroit Lions, but they're picking in that slot at thirty-two. Yeah, we've got the uh, Bengals thirty-one, Lions at thirty-two to finish up round one. What do you see the Bengals doing here at the end of round one? They could still go O line. You know, I mean, there's no question about that. But there's interior O linemen on day two. I think they grab a guy you already mentioned in Elam. You know, a big outside corner. That's a position they've, you know, historically put a lot of resources into as well, including free agency. Um, and they've set themselves up that they don't have to go O-line anymore. Yep. Uh, we're seeing this really similar here in the back half of round one. I have Elam already off the board. I went with mm -hmm. Auburn corner Roger McCreary to okay. the Cincinnati Bengals. And you're right. They did such a good job with offensive line and free agency that they're not forced into that anymore in the first round. They absolutely could if the right players there still going with offensive line. But they can, you know, let, let the board fall to them a little bit more. And I think corner is still a glaring need for that team in the secondary. And 
Roger McCrary is a player that is battle-tested and might not be, you know, a, a, the reason he didn't go higher is because maybe he doesn't have the, the perfect height, weight, speed numbers you're looking for, but the dude can play. And my guy, Eric Crocker, who's a DB expert, he played the position, sure. host of Locked On NFL Draft, also co-host Locked On 49ers with me. He loves Roger McCrary, so this picks for Croc. Okay. Uh, adds up. I mean, we're thinking the same thing. I'm sure if Elam would have been there, you'd have jumped on him, but he wasn't for you. So it makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely. And let's finish up round one here. We've got the Detroit Lions at 32 overall. Yeah, and I I, I gave them Malik Willis because their boy Hutchinson was already gone after the first pick. So they're going to stick with the Michigan DNs here and take David Ajabo. And I love this solution of Willis Ajabo if you're not going to get Hutchinson, not just because they went to Michigan and it's a Michigan team. And it's more that... They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. If he redshirts the whole season, so be it. You still get the 15th best player in the draft at 32. And I wanted to take him here as opposed to early second because I really want that fifth-year option with him since I'm losing at least the majority of a year. I love that. Yeah, if they don't go edge at two, this would be a great spot to pounce on one of those guys that you still have a first-round grade on. And, and a yeah. lot of teams won't have first-round grades left anymore on their board once you get to the 30s. Right, right, right. And they can wait on them and all that good stuff. I went with a guy who's probably got first-round grades on most teams' boards, but I couldn't find a good spot for an off-ball linebacker just because this is a team that needs a lot. So who's the best player available? It's Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah, going 32 to the Lions for me. I hear you. I had Lloyd going to the Eagles in the middle of the first round. I thought maybe the Patriots for him. Um, I could certainly see the Lions going Lloyd, or if he's even gone, I considered N'Kobe Dean. I mean, they kind of just need a defensive leader. Yes, absolutely, and there's no, there's really no position off limits for the Lions. Right. Just add talent, add add dudes to that football team, right? And then you know eventually start winning some games. Maybe plug in a quarterback. You had a quarterback at two. If they don't go that route, one more year with, um, with Jared Goff there, and, and see what's in the draft next year. Maybe uh, maybe in the second round you go quarterback and, and try to develop one of these other guys because they do have some other picks as well. Unlike a team like Houston, though. I think there's noticeable advancement in their roster from a year ago. Like the offense is almost set. If they drafted another wide out, it wouldn't shock me. If they drafted a quarterback as I had Willis go in there, it wouldn't shock me. But I think three, you know, 75% of their drafts will be on defense and defense to your point, they kind of need everything. Wide receiver is another one that they could absolutely attack there. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown had a nice little uh, development in year one. They brought in DJ Chark as a, an outside deep threat on a one-year show-me sort of a deal. Who knows if he sticks there long-term. I like I like that signing a lot for the Lions, too. by the way. And Chark, with some of the other money we're seeing from some other wide receivers, a little buy low there on a one-year contract. And it sort of helps both, um, I think, both the Lions and Chark in that one. But, yeah, I like where the offensive line is with this team. And you've got yourself a running back. Defense is probably where they should be spending their draft resources. You're right. Majority of it, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, a quarterback makes all the sense in the world. Again, a receiver, but mostly D. And a quarterback's not going to be better than Jared Goff. I mean, you know, Jared Goff takes his lumps, and a lot of people uh, say a lot of things about Jared Goff. There's probably not a rookie quarterback to come in and beat out Jared Goff either. So if you think next year's quarterback class is better, then unless you find value at quarterback and you like uh, one of those second-round guys, yeah, I could see him bypassing quarterback Malik Willis is the key to this draft right after we've gone through this first round he's the thing that changes I think the dynamics of everything and I don't know whether he's going to go two overall I don't know if a team's going to trade up at one to get him or if he's going to fall to the second half of the first round I really have no idea 
I don't know that he gets past Carolina the more I think about it, though. Gone by Carolina's sixth pick in both of our mock drafts. Intriguing indeed. More draft coverage coming here on Peacock and Williamson. It was a really fun dueling mock draft the last couple of days here. Let us know what you think about our dueling mock draft at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen. For your second listen, go check out the Sky Moore Scouting Report on the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast <laughs> or uh, Locked On NFL Draft, co-hosted by Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy here on the network. Your team is covered no matter the sport. Matt and I back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.